Give it up for Michelle. Come on now. Thank y'all. Beautiful people. Can you hear me? All right. Well, like Pastor Aaron said, um, for some of you that don't know me, I work here part-time as a ministry assistant. And at work last week, uh, Mike and I were chatting and talking, um, getting excited about all the things that God's doing with revival, with his presence showing up in places where people welcome him and, and want him to move and free them up of things. And I said, do you remember that um, this is part of my story? And he said, no, not really. I don't remember that. So I shared it with him, and he thought it would be an encouragement to you all if I shared it with you today, what God did. Um, about 30 years ago, it happened. I had an, a, an, a supernatural encounter with God. It could also be called a hug from heaven. Um, prior to that time, though, I didn't understand what it was to have a relationship with Jesus. Um, I was believed in Jesus as my savior, and I was going to church. I went to church most of my life, except for three years in my late 20s. Um, but I was practicing a religion, um, and God had a plan to set me free from just that. Does that make sense? Um, it was about this time, 30 years ago, so I was a lot younger and um, had a lot that God was going to do in my life. I, didn't, I was not aware of that at the time, but a good friend of mine was attending Friday night prayer services called Revival. And um, she would go on Friday nights, and they would have praise and worship for ben an hour or more. Then there would be preaching, and then the Holy Spirit would come. And he, he would come in the form of um, different ways, different manifestations. Sometimes people would be slain in the Spirit, and they would fall on the ground. Um, and he showed up powerfully and undeniably. And she thought that all sounded really cool, and I thought it sounded terrifying. <laughs> but she began to explain to me that while she was in that state of prayer, uh, that God was changing her heart and her mind. She had grown up with an alcoholic mother, and her childhood was very difficult, to say the least. And during those times of prayer, God was transforming her heart and her mind to actually have forgiveness and unconditional love for her mother. And it, it restored their relationship. Praise God. And so with that in mind, I began to think, well, maybe I would like to have a touch from God like that. I didn't have anybody in my heart that I hated and I didn't really know of any emotional healing that I needed at that time. He worked on that later. Um, but until that point, I had never heard of God doing such a thing to anybody. The God that I knew was my savior, um, but he was more of the judge who made sure that I obeyed the rules laid down the law for me to obey, and I was, my job was to be a good girl and obey those rules and feel really guilty if I didn't, and that was my experience with God. Um, but slowly but surely, I just started to have a desire to attend these services with her. Um, 
Finally, that Friday came, and I had a sense that I might be different after that. And I went to the service, and there was an hour or more of worship, and then there was preaching, and then um, people were called to the front for prayer. And by that time, I was ready to run away. <laughs> Got scared. Fear came over me. I didn't know what was going to happen, but God is a gentleman. And I went forward and asked for prayer with my hands folded tightly. And um, I was prayed over and for a long time. It was like they were sending other people, you try it, you try it, <laughs> you pray over her. And um, somebody took my hands and opened them up and I was, that put me in a posture of willingness to receive, I think, and to be surrendered up to him. And so it was at that point that I just felt a supernatural touch from God. It was an immense joy that I experienced. It was love. It was love for me personally that I knew was coming from God. And it made me know without a doubt that he was real. Um, yeah, the result of that was freedom because since that day, I have truly loved the person of Jesus Christ, and um, out of that love, I have tried to serve him well and with all of my heart. Um, since that time, I've come to know more of his grace through his word and through the ups and downs of life, but I am forever grateful that he chose that time to reveal himself to me in that very personal, special way. Amen. Um, I hope that in sharing this with you, that you would be encouraged to be open to receive whatever the Holy Spirit has for you or wants you to know. Um, he is gentle, and he will not enter in your heart and mind unless you seek him and open the door, because he is knocking. So, Holy Spirit, we welcome you to do only what you can do for God's glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Good morning. How's it? How's everyone doing? Good. Um, yeah, uh, Pastor Mike similarly asked me to share uh, about my experience um, kind of last Sunday, but a little bit more than that as well. Um, I do just want to address the scarf. It is not a fashion trend that I'm starting to be like Charity Gale. Um, I, I just had uh, a little procedure done on Thursday, so I have a big bandage on my forehead. Um, so it's just to distract from that a little bit. So um, again, love Charity Gale, love her headscarf. Not starting a new trend. Um, so wanted, if anyone was wondering, because apparently I don't look like myself. Um, <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, <laughs> So, uh, getting back to why I'm up here. Um, so last Sunday, um, for those that were here, uh, at the end of our service in here, um, I just had an experience of what some probably hear as just really intense crying. Um, and so wanted to kind of share what that was. Um, it's about, Mike calls it six months ago when we kind of started all of these changes in the church. I don't really know when that was. It was sometime around then. Uh, but I think it was the second Sunday into the changes we started to make as a church, 
a similar thing happened during service. Um, and I shared about it the following Sunday, but I'm not going to assume that everyone was here, so I'm gonna do my best to not repeat everything, but give understanding of what that was. Um, so for those that were here to experience that either time, um, it really is just an, an intense kind of cry. Uh, it's an involuntary cry uh, that comes over me um, and from what the Lord has kind of shown me over the last 10 years of that happening at various points is that it's just a sign and confirmation of the Holy Spirit moving um, and it kind of just manifests in that way. Um, and so again, it's just something that within moments just overtakes me. Most of the time I can't really keep upright posture end up in, in kneeling or just bent over or something like that. And that started um, about 10 years ago, actually. Um, and so again, for those that were here, that's kind of what, it, what that was. Um, but with Pastor Mike talking about the revival at Asbury and his experience there, um, and how he believes, and as a church, we believe that the Lord's wanting to do something similar here at Cross Point. Um, I just think that last Sunday was another sign of confirmation that, that the Lord's moving and wanting to do something greater for us. Um, and so when that happens for me, I don't always have like a clear vision or a word. Sometimes it is just a sign. Um, again, historically, it's happened at uh, youth retreats that we took in Virginia. Um, that's where it happened a lot, and we saw in those moments literally a change in the atmosphere in the worship uh, setting that we were in. Like all, almost every teenager in the room, you know, just, just kind of releasing anything that they were holding on to, tears flowing. Um, and so we've just seen confirmation of the Lord doing a mighty work whenever that happens to me. Um, so again, last Sunday, <laughs> after things were kind of wrapping up, <laughs> Tammy runs up and she goes, okay, did you have a vision? Do you have a word? <laughs> um, <laughs> and so where I didn't necessarily have a vision, um, there were a few things um, that I felt were pressed on my heart that I shared with uh, Tammy and Mike at the time last Sunday and wanted to share with you all. Um, the first kind of being is that the Lord has so much more for us. And I know that we say that and we can know that, that God is a God of infinite possibilities. But I do believe that that's what he was saying, like for, for us as a church, even specifically, if you want to look at it that way, that he has so much more for us. Like God's been faithful for 32 years, however long it's been as a church, but like even on our anniversary back in the fall, like there's so much more for the 32 years ahead. So just felt that pressed upon me. Um, and those experiences that I have of, again, just <laughs> intense crying for lack of a better word, um, sometimes it is sparked by like a word or a phrase that someone else in the room says. Sometimes there's kind of like another wave of it hitting me. Um, and so like if it's starting to fade, uh, like worship was playing um, after Mike had kind of like given the option to dismiss or stay. And in one of um, <laughs> Charity Girl's songs, um, uh, some of the lyrics say, cause your name is power, your name is healing, your name is life. And so those three things Again, I think if we've been in church long enough, we know that God's a God of power. We know that he has healing to offer, and he obviously has life to give us. Um, but I think, again, just going back to there's so much more um, that he has, I mean, in those three areas specifically, um, but in everything that he wants to give us. And so it's just being in a posture to receive it. 
Um, and so kind of the last thing that he was pressing on me is the idea of we as a church, because he has all that he wants to give, we have to lean into it. And so the idea of leaning in, and whether that's physically, emotionally, or mentally for you, and it could be different for everybody, um, like mom shared, for her, it was a physical leaning in. She came in with fists and fingers clenched together, and, th and someone physically opening her hands up to receive the Lord is what made the difference. And we can think that that's so small, maybe that was a coincidence, but that was a posture of receiving that. Um, the first time the experience that I have with kind of the intense crying again um, and the sign of the Holy Spirit moving was at a time where I just had this chronic cough, like for months. I had this cough that would not go away to the point that I felt like my ribs were breaking. And so during a worship service, I coughed and the cough literally bent me over like that in a bowing position. And in that instant, is when that hit me, and I could not stop crying, and it was not this, like, trying to get weight off me kind of cry. It was completely, like, just felt feeling the weight of his presence, and so the cough brought me here, and from that point, literally the weight of the presence I was feeling of the Lord put me on the floor, and that was my decision to go that far out in demonstration of just what the Lord was doing. So it's like the Lord brought me halfway, <laughs> And so even like mom, the Lord brought her there, got her up to the front with hands clenched, and then it was, in a sense, a choice to go the rest of the way to allow for that to happen. So that could be something that it looks like physically leaning in for some of you, emotionally, mentally, maybe you have walls or barriers up, maybe there's hurt from the Lord, maybe there's hurt from the church, maybe there's hurt from, from people up front that are here that are wanting to pray for you. It could be anything, but it does take a choice from us to release that, to let the Lord move in. And God is a God of abundance. Um, so I don't, I don't ask this question to bring regret or shame or guilt, but um, towards the end of the service last Sunday, Mike did give the choice to stay and linger or to go to group. And so if you chose to kind of get up and go to group, I just pose the question that you ask yourself, why? Why didn't you stay to linger? Why didn't you stay to see what God may have encountered? That was the option posed to us. Um, and so again, not, not to bring any shame or guilt, but just to question and dig deep. Because again, as I've shared, when when this happens to me, it's not, it's not just for me from what I've seen, again, over a decade, um, which may not seem very long, but it's time after time after time, it's an opportunity for others to receive more of what God has for them, and I'm just a sign that it's there. We know that the Holy Spirit's always present, um, but there are times, like we've seen in the revival at, at Asbury, that he's doing more. Um, so just wanted to, to put, put that out there, too. Um, and again, some I just I'm <laughs> some of you may be here and saying the Lord has done so much for me already. Who am I to ask for anything more? But that is not the God that that we serve and that we love. He wants to give more. He wants to give more healing. He wants to give more life. And so I would just challenge you that if you're at that place of being okay with where God has you or what God has given you up until this point, that you ask for more. 
because he wants to give it to you, and no one is less deserving than anyone else of receiving his presence for us. Um, even for myself, 10 years ago when it happened for me, I didn't think that I needed anything else. Like, life was really good. I mean, I was 23 at the time, so, you know, not much life lived, not much responsibility, but I didn't think I needed anything more from the Lord, and then he gave me more when I didn't even know that I needed it. Um, so I just hope that this is an encouragement to you. Um, I mean, I hope, we hope that there are signs of the Holy Spirit moving again for our church, so I just encourage us as a church body to lean into that more when that does happen.